Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I think it's just a year where Americans were in home isolation for a couple months. They wanted to get outdoors. When they finally had the opportunity, there weren't the theme parks to go to. Everybody was still a little concerned about going to restaurants. Uh, there was nobody planning trips anywhere. And they decided that outdoor would be uh, backyard picnics and barbecues, and the entertainment would be consumer fireworks. And this industry has seen the biggest surge in sales in its history. That's the voice of Bruce Zoldin, president and CEO of Phantom Fireworks in Youngstown, Ohio, talking about the explosion of fireworks sales across the country. This is WBBM's In-Depth, where we take a deep dive into a story we're talking about on the air. I'm Ron Gleason. This week, we continue the ongoing discussion on COVID-19 and the reopening of the economy. We'll explore Governor Pritzker's plan to open schools back up in the fall in Illinois. Under normal circumstances, we'd already be deep into the baseball season, but you know the pandemic has forced Major League Baseball to shorten their 2020 schedule and play without fans in attendance. But one local independent league team has announced... They will have some fans in their stands. We'll get details from the club's owner. And with cities across the country canceling public fireworks displays due to concerns surrounding coronavirus and large gatherings, retail fireworks sales are booming nationwide as many families opt to put on their own shows. WBBM's Jennifer Kuyper will join us to talk to the CEO of America's top fireworks retailer. But first, we now know the cost of treatment for the COVID-19 drug Remdesivir. Michelle Cortez is the health reporter for Bloomberg News in Minneapolis. She recently joined Rob Hart during the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Let's say you are a COVID patient and your doctor uh, prescribes uh, remdesivir as part of your therapy. Uh, you are at an in-network hospital. Uh, what is the out-of-pocket, out-of-pocket cost to you? So it's going to depend on your insurance, but the government is um, going to be covering the cost of it for for patients themselves who are part of Medicare. But it depends for every different person what kind of health insurance they have. The pricing of remdesivir is interesting because they actually are using different prices depending on what kind of insurance you have. So it's a little bit over $3,000 if you are a privately insured person. It's around $2,500 if you're covered by, by the government, by Medicare. And depending on how much 
your insurance does because it's given to you. It's intravenous. It's in the hospital. It's not like you're going to the pharmacy and picking it up and having to pay a copay. Now, remdesivir, I mean, it's not uh, the magic bullet when it comes to treatment, but it did make some uh, – it is an antiviral drug. It's already been out there. And uh, in through testing, uh, they discovered, the researchers did, doctors did, that uh, it did make some progress in uh, mitigating symptoms and getting you out of the hospital a lot faster than before. Exactly. It's, it shows that it helps you get out of the hospital about four days earlier. And there was a trend to suggest that the drug might also increase survival rates. So improve your chances of surviving a coronavirus infection. They just need longer studies to see if that is in fact the case. So hopefully we'll be getting those. The thing, though, that's important to remember here, Rob, is that this is really the only thing that we have. There is one study that showed that the steroid dexamethasone helps. But the only actually approved drug that has studies behind it or it's available under this emergency use authorization is remdesivir. So if there's something to get, this is it. And then very quickly, Michelle, uh, the World Health Organization with a uh, less than sunny assessment of uh, where we are uh, globally in the fight against COVID. You know, it was a terrible weekend. I don't know if people really realize it. We passed 10 million infections. 500,000 deaths from this virus that didn't even exist. We first heard about this virus six months ago tomorrow. So it's crazy. And the WHO said the worst is yet to come. Well, none of us like hearing that. Let's hope not. Now let's turn our attention to the reopening of schools. Illinois' Governor J.B. Pritzker says general state guidelines are in place to allow students to return to in-person learning at schools this fall. Greg Hines is columnist at Crane Chicago Business. He joined our Cisco Cotto. Greg, I know educators and parents have been waiting for this information. Are you hearing that people are pretty satisfied? Are they upset by this? Oh, nothing that has to do with this pandemic is is easy, Cisco. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Prisker unveiled some general guidelines, but he was a little fuzzy on uh, on some of the details, uh, saying, "Well, local districts are going to have to have to work that out." Uh, uh, and that opens up a, a pretty good scrum between uh, some of the things that some of the experts and some of the unions say are needed and some of the stuff that local school districts might be inclined to uh, inclined to do. And for instance, the state's largest school uh, uh, education union, um, teachers union, um, uh, issued a statement saying that, well, you know, we need to talk about reducing class sizes and we need to talk about having nurses in each room. Uh, do those have a health aspect? Yes. Uh, those traditional uh, issues that have always been on the issue between in labor negotiations uh, between school boards and local unions, yes. So it's the working out of that kind of stuff that uh, I think it'll get worked out, but it could be messy. And the, the, I, one of the challenges is the in-person learning versus the at-home learning. What happens if a kid gets sick? Do they have to quarantine? Do their classmates have to quarantine? Do their teachers have to quarantine? I mean, there's, there's just a lot to getting back to school. Oh, yeah. I mean, just start with the question of, of, of face masks. I mean, it's hard to get 25-year-olds in a bar to wear face masks. Uh, what are you going to do with a bunch of bouncy uh, 11 and 10-year-olds uh, who, you know, want to be with their buddy and take it off? Uh, uh, this is, uh, is going to be a work in progress. Uh, uh, I mean, I think it's important that Prisker has given the overall green light to this. Uh, it's going to happen. Everybody wants it to happen. Uh, but there's going to be some contentiousness and some, some jostling along the way. He also mentioned colleges. It seems like, yeah, it's important for uh, elementary schools, high schools to get back to it. But if you're one of the universities in the state of Illinois and you can't do in-person learning, a lot of students are just going to say, forget it and either take a year off or go to community college. Uh, I would be tempted to do that if I were uh, if I were uh, uh 
a couple of years younger than I am now, uh, and we're just starting over. Um, uh, college is a little bit different, though, than uh, than, than elementary and, and uh, school, particularly, uh, where you really have to have the, the teacher there and a one-on-one kind of thing. Uh, uh, colleges tend to be a more uh, lecture courses, whether it's the difference or, or whatever, or either that or at the opposite extreme, small lab courses. But uh, um, uh, the universities haven't quite figured this out yet either. I think initially they're going to try to do a lot of their stuff remotely. You can uh, accomplish some things remotely, and we're getting a little better at that than we were before this all happened. Uh, But there, too, this is a work in progress. As we all know, certainly will be a new norm for students, a work in progress. In fact, some colleges have already decided to change the date that they're going to start having students show up for the first semester, and then they're ending maybe at Thanksgiving time. Or at Thanksgiving, they switch from any in-person learning to virtual-only learning and even virtual-only finals. We'll see how that goes. Now, if you spent any time outside over the last few weeks in and around the Chicago area, you have heard the sound of fireworks at nighttime. And many people are turning to home fireworks this year as public displays are canceled due to the pandemic. Bruce Zoldin, president and CEO of Phantom Fireworks in Youngstown, Ohio, joined Jennifer Kuiper on the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Bruce, tell me about sales. How's it been? It's been an unbelievable year. Uh, well, I shouldn't say year. We just started to open our stores after being shut down nationwide because of the pandemic. We started opening our stores in May. And sales have been astronomical, not just for us, but for our competitors. Uh, I think it's just a year where Americans were in home isolation for a couple months. They wanted to get outdoors. When they finally had the opportunity, there weren't the theme parks to go to. Everybody was still a little concerned about going to restaurants. Uh, There was nobody planning trips anywhere. And they decided that Outdoor would be uh, backyard picnics and barbecues, and the entertainment would be consumer fireworks. And this industry has seen the biggest surge in sales in, in its history. Dollar-wise, can you give me any idea what you guys are looking at, uh, the industry in general? Well, I, everyone I'm talking to, and that would include Phantom Fireworks, uh, we're seeing double or more each day compared to the previous year. Did you anticipate this and stock up a little bit, or did it really just take you out of the blue? It 100% took us out of the blue. Nobody planned for this type of uh, demand. It, you know, right now we're comparing ourselves to uh, Purell, Lysol, Clorox, toilet paper. That kind of demand that happened at the beginning of the pandemic is what's happening with fireworks, and it's been that way since uh, Memorial Day. And most firework companies probably planned on a 15% increase in sales uh, based on a Saturday, 4th of July, and it's been you can add a zero on that, or 115% or more, I should say. Bruce, will there be a shortage in fireworks this year? I truly believe there will. I believe if you, um, if anyone go in any fireworks showroom on the 3rd and 4th of July, there'll be a depleted uh, inventory. There'll be empty shelving, not totally empty, but you will not see full shelves like you do in a typical 4th of July season. What uh, were some of the early hot sellers? Well, I, our 500 gram is the most popular item. It's, we have maybe 100 different types, probably not that many available now, probably half of that. But they're 500 gram. They're called their grand finale. You, They look like a small box, and you they have a fuse. You ignite it, and it gives you a, 
a grand finale effect. It could have multiple shots anywhere from nine to 200 shots, depending on the type you buy. And that's the most popular item in, um, in our um, showrooms. It's certainly important to note that while fireworks is legal in Indiana and Wisconsin, fireworks are illegal for the most part in Illinois, should always be used responsibly. Now, another area, another void with no fireworks displays, Major League Baseball, pro sports, period. And now an inability to go to a ballpark even when baseball does start up, except maybe... On the minor league side, an independent minor league team, the Chicago Dogs, announced recently their plans for the upcoming baseball season, which does include some fans in attendance. Sean Hunter is the owner of the Chicago Dogs, based in Rosemont, and he joins Cisco Cotto to discuss their new reality. Uh, Sean, the big question that everyone is wondering about, is it just going to be baseball, or are any fans going to be able to see this in person? Fans are welcome. We uh, we were very pleased when the, the governor's office released the latest uh, reopening phase that included up to 20% of our audience can attend games this season. So we'll, we'll have a home opener on July 7th with uh, up to 1,200 fans, which is very exciting. What will it look like in compared to, say, last season? What, what will fans notice that's different when they go there? Obviously, there will be fewer of them, but what other than that? Well, we, we've had an extensive safety plan, a COVID readiness plan in place for about 45 days that we've posted on our website that really is much like you'd see now going into a, a restaurant that's reopening. So we'll provide temperature checks as fans come through the gate. We encourage masks. You'll see uh, physical distancing on the seats. So not, uh, not every seat in every row will be sold. Uh, so that 1,200 uh, capacity will be spread out across our, you know, approximately 6,500 seats. There'll be safety precautions in place for food and beverage. So all, all of our employees and all the food and beverage will be wearing masks and gloves. So really extra precaution uh, across the board so that people can come out and have fun, but also most importantly, feel safe. How important is it as a small business owner? How important is it that you have fans there? It's not like you have a big TV or radio contract like the major league pro teams do. Uh, you, you know, if you don't have fans in the stands, that's a significant loss of revenue. That, that's right. So, it, you know, it, it's certainly uh, a help that we can play in front of fans. It, 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 it won't help us to return to normal, and that, that's going to be for quite some time. But minor league sports in general rely on ticket sales as their primary source of of revenue. So, you know, not having fans really doesn't permit a season at all. Uh, us being able to play in front of a partial house is a big help. And it also is good, I think, for baseball in general, and it, and it keeps our brand alive. I think it's, I look at this as a positive bridge from where we are this summer and what we've all been battling with to a hopeful return to normalcy in, in 21. So this is, this is a good bridge for us. If you're like many of us, can't wait to get back to enjoy that ballpark experience. Be sure to join us again next week for another edition on the WBBM In-Depth Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the stories we're telling on the air. And be sure to subscribe to receive this free podcast every Wednesday. And, of course, listen anytime for the stories that matter by listening to WBBM on the Radio.com app or on your radio. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Ron Gleason. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.